Hey guys, I think it's university decision season now. So have, do you have anyone around you that's going to choose a university now? No. Yes. No. I think my cousin is gonna choose medicine to study. No, no. That's fine for them. I mean, is that a good idea though? Because uh, by the time the education would be complete, who knows what the technology is going to look like? Who knows if the job is still going to be the same? Well, the job might not be the same, but it's still going to be there. No, but here's the thing. The reason doctoring is a very lucrative profession that people want to marry their child to <laughs> is because of the human parts playing a large role. And as the technology starts to overtake it, like I'm not going to say doctors won't exist. What I'm saying is doctors will not be a lucrative profession. I disagree. How so? Because like you have to kind of take the consideration of the history of medicine. And from the beginning, medicine always been this like really prestigious institution overall. And I don't think people in power of those institutions would like to give up that, you know, so they will probably find other ways to make it fancy and elite still. Of course, overall, maybe you will have more healthcare people who are not that, you know, like nurses or like laboratory people and stuff. Maybe th those people won't be that elite or wow, you do medicine kind of. But I'm sure still there will be these like lucrative, highly paid doctors around. Probably mostly male, but who knows. But yeah, like I, I think it's it will still exist basically. I kind of agree that in some sections, maybe some subfields of medicine will not be as important, like surgeries or dental parts like at least in turkey those are the most common and popular ones. no but i disagree because uh, what you are saying is there will be people doing uh, some version of these jobs but uh, there's a problem with this assessment and it's mainly this there are some very special specialist doctors like there are some very um yeah highly sought after heart surgeons or eye surgeons True. those type of people yeah. But they are not the majority of doctors. That's true too. Like most doctors are, I mean, I don't want to offend anybody, but most doctors are doing mediocre doctoring. Like they are looking at people's mouths and are arguing whether they need antibiotics or not. Like specialists are always relevant. Even when you are talking about car manufacturing, which is yeah. very automized, there are still some people who are doing handcrafted car parts and they are sought after. But the vast number of workers of that sector are not there anymore. And that's what I'm saying about the doctor. Like if the person who is trying to become a doctor is going to be a great specialist, world famous type of person, mm -hmm. like they are probably okay. But most mm -hmm. of them won't be. Most of mm -hmm. the person in that classroom is not going to be the world class surgeon. Yeah, no, that's true. But so what, are, what do you think is like how those people are going to be replaced for you? Like what do you think what's going to happen to them? So I'm going to look at the way machines are progressing and I can see several uh, ways that doctoring can be optimized. Uh, one of them is in diagnostics because uh, diagnosis is actually this, um, how can I explain this? It is very possible to apply some of the machine learning techniques and diagnosis because what the doctor essentially does is they perform some tests, some 
they get some results and they match the results to the sicknesses, to the diseases or the conditions. So I think that can be overtake. So diagnostics is, I think, uh, very easy to mechanize. Also, I think one of the very important things about surgeons is their hand-eye coordination and them being very precise with movements. And you know who is precise with movements? Robots are precise with movements. <laughs> in fact, I think that's already a thing. I think like microsurgeries yeah. are already performed by robots in some areas. Not directly, like... They don't just press the button and wait as if on a 3D printer, you know? Like, I think they still somehow navigate it with controls. Even 3D printers need an operator. I mean, like, they're, they're, uh, robots can be a tool for surgeries, but I don't think that, that they will replace the operators. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They will just be tools and extensions of the arms. They will replace the scissors or anything, and they will control it with the keyboard and controllers. So they will be precise with their tool, but they will still operate. Mm -hmm. So I don't think, like, maybe it will get better in time, but not in like six years or so, or 10 years, I think. Well, uh, the the thing John Dennis is saying is not that the, these professionals will completely become obsolete, but as you said, as these tools improve, then they will be able to like a, reduce the manpower needed in a surgery room, for example, or in, in the line of diagnosis. So it will still make maybe picking medicine a, a less incentivized option. Uh, also, I'd like to add something. The thing about putting human operators on surgery machines is even if the number of surgeons stay the same, like the same number of people are doing the operations, Doing the operations will not be as difficult as it is right now. And this is going to significantly reduce the amount of financial incentives they can expect from doing that. Like, it will be easier to become a surgeon than it is now, even if the number of surgeons stays the same. But then they will decide in the, the most critical problems, I think. Yeah, the operation will be easier. The operating process will be easier. The labor will be uh, diminished, maybe. But then uh, their value becomes the intelligence part. They will decide on uh, where is the problem, where they will cut it through, and where they will remove or what they're doing to change. But they will mostly using their intelligence and their knowledge. Then their value maybe increases. Um, so I think two things kind of becomes like, First thing, human body is not like a car, you know, like, especially when it's sick, it's so unique and it's so different each time. At my friends who are in medicine, they always look at the cases. They're, they always tell me that there is no one giant medicine like um, Wikipedia in a way. Like, I mean, because so each case is so different. You have to take that one individual case every time. You cannot fully generalize it. So that's why it's diagnosis, but it it just changed. And that's why there are so many misdiagnoses happening all the time too, even with doctors and as well as with internet or with already existing testing. And that's like one of the things, the fact that, especially in the surgery room, the body will continuously change. And I don't really think there will be a way to automate that fully or without the 
eye of a human in a way. But the other thing is also my second point. These machines are going to be so expensive and so important and the parts will be so valuable. They will not put anyone on it, you know? Like, it's it's kind of like airplanes. Like, of course, everybody can still be a pilot. There is private pilot schools, but what happens is they don't just put anyone on a plane who's been playing Microsoft Simulator, you know? Like, you still have to have the training. You still have to get to know. And even with those largely uh, automated factory machines, like, you still need to have the training and certificate to operate them, especially if it involves human. Like, if in the pipeline, humans are interacted, then definitely you need someone on the top of it. And um, I think with the healthcare, it's kind of like that too. You still have to have some sort of like a human eye or like NSS intelligence. Maybe this is really coming from an elitist like or humanistic point of view. But um, I don't really think that our technology is there yet. You know, like I don't think that and this will happen in 50 years because first of all, healthcare doesn't get that much of funding, you know, as much as car or oil industry. So that's why in medicine, things move slowly. The, we only saw this um, change during the COVID era with the vaccination because the bureaucracy and the testing and the research parts was slightly um flexible, became more flexible, even though it's not the right term to use it. But even that was long. And even that was like a crisis. So the government literally turned all their funding into this re one research. So imagine that you create a surgery machine and every surgery is different because every part of body is different. Like then you have to have different type of machines to do different type of surgeries. And that means a whole new teams of work, years of work, data collection, failing, prototyping, funding. It will take definitely more than years, years and years, you know, realistically, I think. Yeah. Okay. Here's the problem with that. But I think we should also... Let me, let me quickly say these three things and then I'm going to leave it to you. One, uh, surgery robots are already a thing. Like they can, of course, be improved with more funding, but they are already like they exist. Like people are treated using surgery robots. I know they exist, but how many people, how many hospitals, how many people, how many hospitals all around the world? Okay, obviously I don't notice on the top of my head, but again, this technology exists. It is just a matter of improving it at this point. It is not whether it can be or can't be. But again, like this, again, I'm sorry for interrupting, but surgery machines is such a general term. I'm sure they have like, you have so many different types of cars and I'm sure there are so many different types of surgery machines. And I'm just curious, like, 
which section of medicine is more equipped with those kind of automation compared to other sections, you know, like, yeah. Okay, in terms of uh, surgery robots, the answer is microsurgeries. They are extensively used for microsurgeries involving neurons or uh, neurons and or eyes uh, because th uh, they are cheaper than people in those areas because like the, the person can't do it at all. So a robot does it, but with funding, I am uh, fairly convinced that they will be able to replace cheaper types of surgeons in the future. But um, the second point I, I would like to make is, actually, I, I completely forgot about the second and the third things because of the thing. Uh, is that, please continue, I'm going to say when I remember. Hmm. I was thinking, of, I was more uh, thinking about the diagnostic part of the medicine because we can have so many things that uh, monitor us constantly in our lives and it will be um, more mainstream to do so. So, Well, if I may, hmm. in terms of diagnostics, I agree with what you said, Elif, in terms of every case being unique. But I don't think that is a point against uh, automation or uh, machines in diagnostics because humans also have biases. Humans also have their errors. And I think even a seasoned doctor is likely to make these diagnostics error overlooking the unique uh, functions of human body because they will allude to previous cases they have had and maybe gloss over details. Oh, yeah. No, no, I, I, I agree, but also, yeah. So I don't think that's a problem unique to machine. If anything, isn't machine diagnostics uniquely prepared to those situations because it will only look at the symptoms and what is happening with that specific patient? I disagree. I disagree. Uh, can I also add something? Well, that was one of my points I remembered. Um, there are many different types of faces coming from many different types of ethnicities and anthropological backgrounds. And the machine can recognize the face still. So each patient is unique is actually not an argument against the current technology. Like if we were talking about this 40 mm. years ago, may maybe that would have been a point, but the current stage of machine learning actually enables you to account for the individual differences in a, in a way that wasn't possible 10 years ago. But the thing is those differences still Again, this kind of co comes back to why I disagreed before as well. Like all those data sets are created by humans and all those differentiations were created by humans. All the, I like, you know, that's why you have so many algorithms are so racist and can, can't recognize the difference between an ape and a black person. And when you take a photo, it suggests and gives this tag, says that there is an ape next to you. Or when you use a faucet, it cannot recognize the darker skin because somebody didn't code it that way. Or the categorization of the data itself is inherently biased. And um, like the medicine itself is racist. It's like, and sexist. and um, and I feel like when the optimization comes in, these will be packaged in 
oh, the machine is doing it, so it has to be right. But machines are built by humans who are already racist, sexist, ageist, and have their own prejudgment. And when we automate that, it makes it even harder to challenge the structure itself. Because who are you going to point to this time? Like, if if my doctor misdiagnoses me, I can tell I, that doctor is f***ed up and he or he or they or she, whatever, didn't do their job well. But when the mission misdiagnoses me, who I'm going to blame? Am I going to blame the data analysis? Am I going to blame the expert testers? Am I going to blame the culprit company who built it at the front hair? Or am I going to blame the government who placed it there or the engineers or the hardware people who couldn't able to saw the cables really well? Who's to blame, you know? But when you are in a doctor place, at least if things go wrong, you can still point at to one or a team of person, you know? No, but that, how does that in any way solve the problem though? Because when you frame it like, who am I going to blame the racist robot on? It doesn't sound like you are trying to solve the racism. It sounds like you are trying to find a scapegoat. I'm not trying to solve the racism, <laughs> but you have to, I'm not trying to solve the racism. <laughs> and if it's pro-racism. You heard it here first. <laughs> no, no, like I, I, like I, I know the fact that it is so much more complicated. But if somebody is wrong, you have to, in ideal world, which Turkey doesn't exist, you, somebody still has to get their own justice. Well, I agree with your concerns, but I completely disagree with the like the perception you have that it is easier to. Uh, counteract or object to a diagnosis a human doctor makes because as you have alluded to before the doctors are seen as this prestigious especially in our country but in every country doctors are seen as this prestigious seat of power that that its authority cannot be challenged not really it is not really and, uh, no. and, and also people literally die even though they are prestigious doctors well I mean, that's a pro-automatization argument, first of all. I mean, no, what I'm saying is it is not actually easy to challenge a real doctor either. And I don't, I think at least, like, I think there's an argument to be made that if, like, the data sets the, that is feeding the algorithms, it's not the algorithms, but it is the data sets, fault, which comes from humans. So but when you have the big data set, how are you going to do it? You still need the machine learning and algorithms. Well, what I am saying is, if we know there's a data set that is flawed, that is biased, is it more right to just perpetuate the data set through human use instead of trying to better it through algorithm? Because I am not saying algorithm is the solution, or robots or the machines are the instant solution to every problem we have, but these problems are systematic and that is not tied to the machines itself, as long as, like, these problems will continue with humans too. And I think it will continue actually worse because there is no real way to gauge biases in a human's brain compared to an algorithm. The problem will be that the scale will change. When you automate things, the scale directly increases. And, and when the scale changes, 
being able to react gets even more difficult. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, like when when I'm in a private clinic and I go to my dentist and they do a fucked up job on my dent, then there is an actual human in front of me that I can confront to. But I think this is uh, like, I think the way you are describing is the common challenge with like discussing the change to structures, which is that your argument is as if that this change would happen overnight, like one night, the previous system and the next night, everything is overturned. And this, this would be a transitional period where these uh, kinks of the system would be, would be worked on. Um, I, I want to kind of disagree with you on that too. So if you look at the failed examples, that was, that was really viral. Thor- Thornos? Um, this, yeah, like if you look at that example, we can see that in such a short period of time, like in two to three years, they were able to get into the market of testing and diagnosis in every individual's household almost, or their like retail drug stores. And this happened so fast because watch the documentaries and Wikipedia page. But overall, like people are, like you said, they're really optimistic. Like ideally when you automate things, it's supposed to make it more democratical, like more easy to access, faster, more on the time and um, less limitation of human body itself and already existing infrastructure. And when it's automated, then it's connected with the digital networks as well. So the data fast, like data moves so much faster. And this way, the improvement maybe can even go faster and the problems may be solved uh, more rapidly. But, But the thing is, when you bring machines, money becomes even more important. Because now you have actual factories. Now you have actual materials, energies, batteries. Like now it's just a physical thing that you, it's, it becomes a product itself. Of course, one can argue that our education system is a factory of creating service robots that are doctors, which I kind of agree as well. But this this becomes the problem of rights the problem of who can fix the machine who can alter the machine who can access those data sets it all becomes private now well the thing is uh, again i am not saying these issues are not real issues. I think they're real issues, but I think they're real issues whether, like, I think if we do nothing, they're still going to continue to be real issues and their solutions are elsewhere. Like, their solutions are more enrooted in other... Uh, what do you mean by real issues, like, these issues? Like, the biases in medicine. Like, the economics of medicine. Like, these are facts of the medicine industry without automation. Also, can I point out something? All the thing, all the problems you are arguing that would be exacerbated by the automation 
are the problems that you are experiencing currently with the system? Like yeah. clearly having humans instead of machines isn't solving them. Yes, but again. Um, so I agree with Binali. This, I mean, how a company should operate and how intellectual property should be treated can be a problem on its own. But it has nothing to do with whether we should, uh, whether making machines can improve the performance of doctors or not. I'm like, I'm, I know that automation is already implemented in many cases. Like let, any kind of test that we are doing is done by machines. Nobody's actually doing the testing by hand right now. Nobody's counting the, under the Microsoft, if it's like a really specific case, how many uh, blood vessels or blah, blah, blahs are existing in my sample, you know, like nobody's poking around with my poop, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's actually machines who are doing it. So, um, I, I'm, I'm well aware of it, but what I'm scared is now I'm going to take it into a different route, but humans are horrible, right? I'm a human and I agree. I'm horrible. I, mean, I don't agree. I don't necessarily agree with that comment. No, like I, I believe humans as a species, they are not cool species. They are destructive. I completely disagree with that. I think we are social creatures and that is the only reason we have managed to survive as a species together. No, I would disagree with that too, because all the animals are social species. Um... I'm a human and I'm just staying. If you give me an automated machine gun, then it becomes a different problem. If I'm just staying there. That's like what I'm kind of trying to say. Like, of course, doctors are biased. Of course, already existing system is sucks. But you don't have to give them an automated machine gun, you know? Like... That's what I'm kind of, you don't have to change the scale. And um, that's what I'm kind of trying to say. I don't understand the comparison there. No, I understand the comparison, but I'd like to say this. Automated machine guns have killed less people than muskets over the history. So even though it looks like you can kill people faster with a machine gun, when you actually look at the numbers per capita, you can see that as the technology increases, the less people are killed by it. So actually, I understand the example, but the example is wrong. Um, you have to kind of look at the regulations to how many people can have automated machine guns compared to before. No, but that's exactly because with, because automated automated machine guns don't exist in a vacuum. They come with systems in which they are implemented that prevent them from being the murder machines. I mean, I'm not saying automated machine guns are awesome. I am saying they should be heavily regulated, but they can be heavily regulated. Most countries do that. I also want to interfere with you. Like when you were telling doctors are racist and they're biased or something else. Not doctors, people. Actually, I mean, people. But yeah, generally they are. But uh, having a person in front of you can kind of help you to cross-check with other doctors. Exactly. No. Like you go see a doctor and if you uh, have some problem with them or like if you feel something is wrong, then you can check it with another doctor in another hospital. Exactly. Then you can cross-check or you can uh, 
see other people to get suggestion or advice. I don't think. But uh, the problem with the uh, automated system can be having a central system. So mm-hmm. whenever you go to a hospital, you will just face with the same program, same mm-hmm. software. That can be a problem and tricky mm-hmm. because even with the like, the problem may not be the person. Like you uh, just give a sample and they test it, but at the that time of the. Uh, The mm-hmm. time that they get the sample may not be the right time to do so. I don't know about medicine at all, but that can change. That can vary. But having a central system may be the problem. I mm-hmm. think. I well, agree. First of all, I I disagree with the notion that being able to cross check with other options is a solution when we are talking about systematic. Issues of a system itself. I agree with you. In fact, I have some data to yeah, back it up. Like I think that is that is that is completely flawed way of thinking, in my opinion. And then how optimization is going to solve it? Like if it's a systematic issue. My argue is that like if data set is racist or biased, that can be a problem. But we need to kind of uh, find a way to check this data set. Maybe. Like information is public right now, even the medical information. It's not. It mm, is not. Not really. Mm. It is very much not. It is opposite of public, if anything. I mean, you can go to school and learn about the medicals. That is not being in public means. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of accessible, not uh, very strict, and it's like maybe you don't. Maybe you're right. I don't like. Uh, when I read a medical article, I don't really get it. Also, when I read a program code, I don't really get it. So it may be same in that sense. Well, not only that, but most of them are also paywalled between different kind of sources. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm nodding my head. <laughs> I, I don't think information is public right now at all. But I think the the other thing is, I think you're moving goalposts. What I said was that. These systematic issues exist, and I, I never said that automation was the solution to that. So I don't think it is in good faith to ask how will automation solve this. I, mean, I didn't say automation will solve it. I don't. I just said these issues exist with or without automation. So what it, like what the argument is just we are uh, staggering improvement of the system based on systematic issues that are not related that already exist that should be tackled in other solutions. My my argument is this, I, I agree, there is a fire, which is the system. We don't need to put more fuel on it to make it even more fire. Like that, that's what I'm kind of saying it. All I'm gonna say is I don't think it's fuel, it, it's adding fuel. I don't think it is increasing the scale. And I think in some cases it even might be better because it can be, more controlled, more regulated, more gauged. Because Mm-mm. as you said, this bias exists and this is not like a personal assessment of every doctor everywhere, but mm-hmm. it is a fact of life that if you go to a doctor as a woman, they are more likely to think your pain is exaggerated compared to a man. Like this is demonstrated in a number of studies and there is no way to fix this with humans. Like this is an issue you can you literally cannot fix with humans without overall societal change. 
how are you going to do it with the machine? That you can you can better with the machines. How? Because machines don't have inherent biases. They do. The machines are built by human, and all of it is just carried into the machine. Okay, so what you are saying is essentially some people are bad at building machines. Therefore, we should ban the machines. No, I don't no, think I'm that's not very, saying that. I don't think I'm that's a very intelligent that. way of approaching the technology. Let me finish, please. But I'm not saying that. But I'd like to put the attention to a different aspect of this discussion that I think you are all approaching wrong. You are treating like automated medicine would be uh, in some ways a better or a more improved or a faster version of the existing doctors. That's not what that is. You see, YouTube isn't a better type of television. YouTube is a different type of television. And that's the, that's the problem with the argument of uh, whether you should cross-check with other doctors or that you can't, or whether uh, humans are inherently complex, muddy machines that we can't understand. Because here's the thing, using machine learning, there is a there can be, and I'm going to argue there is, there can be a way to properly model a human in such a way that you can actually use blood tests to find out what's wrong with them. Like it is possible. The fact that humans are not currently able to do it with the existing tools does not mean it cannot be done using these technologies. Yeah, if you go theoretically, everything is possible. The people are unable to understand weather patterns, and then we throw our technology on the weather patterns, and now we can pretty much understand <laughs> it. We can predict weather with a fairly well accuracy using these technologies. And I think human body too can be modeled in such a way that free of bias, you can make deterministic conclusions about the causes of problems and how they would be solved. But it's not going to be like an, a robot doctor will not be a type of doctor that is better at hand coordination. A robot doctor will be able to approach a sick person in a way that is unthinkable right now. In, in a way that is more deterministic and a more model-oriented with a model that actually works. But this becomes really idealistic and theoretical, you know, like you you just now creating this. No, but I'm not proposing to switch doctors with the current machines. No, what no. I'm saying is no. when you pick a profession, that profession usually uh, is expected to feed you for like 40 years or something. It's not anymore. And, I mean, it is for doctors, though. You are not seeing 50 uh, year old doctors taking courses on web marketing. <laughs> a doctor takes a six-year-long education, expecting that education to feed him for the rest, feed him or her for the rest of the life they are going to live in. And what I'm saying is that will most likely not be the case because but, the current form of doctoring will not be here. No, I, like, I agree on that. Like, I 100% agree on that. But what I'm trying to say, maybe I kind of back into, like, this bad and good kind of comparison, but... Right now, the medical education is heavily influenced with data and data like analysis and learning that. And automation is already kind of came into the labs as well. In their super expensive machines, like I don't know, billions of dollars. But but the problem is kind of like I I'm kind of trying to think it in a more individual everyday perspective rather than scholaristic ideal better future one day you know 
Okay. Consider the following. Uh, you are all, from the start, uh, you are all giving examples of doctors who are maybe biased or racist or incompetent in a different way. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I think for a doctor, uh, in addition to all the social connotations, racism is incompetence because it makes them do their job in a worse yeah. way. The way you think about doc- racist doctors is you entered into a room, you enter into a room and you uh, have an experience with a doctor and that experience may be influenced by racism or not. However, mm-hmm. your experience with a racist computer is you look at the da- data and looking at the data, like the robot performs like a thousand or ten thousand operations and like you can actually quantify the amount of racism a robot is performing under. You cannot do that with real life robots, with real life humans. That's you. You cannot quantify the racism of a human. You can quantify it with the robots. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Maybe in some cases we are we will be able to gauge some some data better because it will be uh, more accessible. Because you cannot access the internal biases of a human being. True. Like you have to study them. Like really. <laughs> And you can't do that for all doctors all around the world. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, no, that's a, that's kind of like a good point. And if I may, just one more thing. I think if the medicine goes in that direction, I think that will also positively affect the problem of biases in the human side of it, because it will become a more specialized profession. Like it already has been throughout the history, like history of medicine, doctors are becoming more and more specialized. But as get as they get more specialized, there is going to be like less demand for doctors, which means uh, there is going to be more process of elimination for these biases. Maybe I would word it slightly differently. Like I would say more demand for more specialized doctors in lesser quantities. Yeah, yeah, that is better wording of it. Like mediocre doctors are going down, not the like back at the start. The best doctors aren't the mediocre ones are. And now we can focus, uh, like we can focus on uh, education of medicine to eliminate these biases more uh, precisely to avoid and better these issues. No, like um. I I see both of your points and I I agree on them too. But again, like when I kind of think it in a more holistic world perspective, I feel like these comments comes from in a more mm, developing countries way or like developed countries. Like I don't really can see this happening in Latin America or Africa, or some India, or even some parts of Turkey, like, these can only happen in really expensive, already existing, high, like, you know, private hospitals, like, or when the government's already rich, and they already have a good healthcare infrastructure, for the public where the welfare system is already well kept and have a, enough funding. So that's why I don't think the mediocre doctor is going to disappear. Um, I think there's uh, an important point that like, again, I think this, this is more of an argument for pro automation because uh, actually I'm going to kind of return back to what Enes said. 
because it makes like it's it's a whole thing. The reason why you would want a second opinion from a different doctor is because doctors' capabilities vary a lot, and also again it cannot be properly uh, easily quantified. Like you think first doctor did a mistake, or may have made a mistake, so you go to the second doctor. But with a with a machine, you will actually not have a variety of expertise. The machine will always be the best possible expert in the field. Uh huh. And and it is very easy then to move the machine to a different part of the world. Like you can. How are you going to move it to Farfetch when there is no electricity, when there is no cold room, when there is no? We saw that problem logistically during pandemic when they couldn't even ship the vaccine like vaccinations all around the world because of heat because of not having enough refrigerator and infrastructure in those hospitals okay and what i am saying is it will be cheaper to maintain a hospital with the doctor robots than to maintain a hospital with actual good quality doctors like even if you are able to man a hospital in such an environment you would be dealing with people who are maybe not very well equipped to deal with the problems they are facing but you can very easily copy the machine and put it there like it is i think you will mm. find that it is easier to equip a third world country with a robot doctor than an actual doctor that is good at their jobs i i i kind of disagree because Yeah, no, I disagree. When the electricity and the water is already in question, how are you going to rely on a machine? Okay, here's the thing. Here's the problem with that line of thinking. A human doesn't pro- produce electricity or water either in those situations. No, but a human doesn't really need that to diagnose. The human doesn't really need that at that moment to diagnose, but the machine does. Machine always needs electricity. Okay, that's not necessarily true, but like that's that's the whole logistical argument. What what I'm saying is, if you can provide the infrastructure, which is by the way not the job of the hospital, uh, if you can provide the infrastructure, you would prefer robots because they would they would be as good as the doctors in America, or they would be as good as the doctors in China, even when they are in a third world country that I don't want to name in order not to sound racist. Or I can just like <laughs> well, say think... Turkish cities. That's fine. No, like you can say it even in Turkey. Like Turkey's like healthcare system is good, but it's not that good. You know, like in not every you still always go need to go to a big city. Turkish healthcare system is good in large cities. That's my point. Like in Ankara, yeah. we have amazing healthcare. In Erzurum, that's not that may not be the case. But if there is a robot doctor. Erzurum and Ankara offers the same quality of service and medication. Well, not only that, but I mean, this was a. I mean, this is less of a trope right now, or maybe I am less. Maybe it is still a trope, but I am less subjected to Turkish media. But in 2000s, it was a whole trope, like to avoid in the media we consume, like in the movies or the TV shows, that like. The professions like doctors, like avoiding to go to like south southeast part of Turkey because of variety of reasons, and like that was still as a human still problem. Like with the human system, is still a problem. Like in in the country we live in, that was a problem. I mean, uh, there is only one notable difference with that trope. Now, uh, 
the best part of Turkey isn't good enough for the graduates and they want to go out of the country. <laughs> like They don't care whether it's uh, Izmir or Erzurum. They go either way. They want to go either way. But in the in those situations, the people who stay still don't want to go to the eastern parts and they get married in order to avoid that. <laughs> But I still want to kind of go back to Ines point of like having everything centralized or having this machine that you have to fully rely on. Like it it's it's probably going to be not like nothing is hundred percent in this world. Nothing. And and how are you going to Like I would love to have options, man. Like I, I love having capitalistic options and I would love to go to another person. I would love to like, of course, like I I would love my mediocre doctor. I would love to go to my, when I, I would like to go to my apotheca and just like ask for medicine directly without even going to a doctor, you know, Ezzane and just go there. Okay, that's actually you shouldn't do that. That's that's wrong. You shouldn't. It's wrong. Do that. It's wrong, but it works. It works for me as an individual when I don't, when I can't offer. So what you're saying is the system is flawed, and you're working around it, and that is good for you. Exactly. No, no, exactly. Like, but that is not. That is not like that is an opposite of argument to not improve the system. But humans allows that. Like, I'm not saying not to improve it, but humans allow that because when you, hum, humans can find alternative way of getting medicine, but when you automate everything, then it becomes a whole, like a really big problem because now you don't have a wiggle room around when things are urgent and when you don't have access and, but By this, when you don't have access by the system because you're not recognized or you don't have enough insurance, but maybe your local um, pharmacy knows you and gives you by their own something, you know, like, of course, I'm not a drug dealer, but I mean, <laughs> um, important clarification, <laughs> but, but I mean, like, at least in the developing world. Turkey is being one of it. And I know in like Latin America, while I was living there, we also experienced similar things. You can go around it, you know. I'm not a, I'm not disagreeing the machine shouldn't be there, but I'm saying it shouldn't be the only one. Okay. Um, so I actually, I categorically agree with you. Uh, I think that's, The trans during the transition period, it will be a machine and the human alternatives. But, um, okay, so I have to say this. I'm, it's not going to sound very nice, but I'm going to say it anyway. I would agree with the choice, but I need to warn you, because when the choice exists, what's going to happen is human doctors are going to kill more than robot doctors. And eventually, like, we, we will outlive you when that happens. When there is a human doctor and a robot doctor alternative, the people who are choosing robot doctors are going to survive more often. Like the, the natural order of things is going to uh, go in this direction. Also, by the way, dear audience, you shouldn't self-medicate. 
It doesn't matter yeah. how good you think you know your body, you shouldn't self-medicate. And you should consult <laughs> doctors before taking any type of serious medication. Like maybe like aspirin or headache medicine is fine, but like uh, yeah. you, you shouldn't yeah. go around apot- apothecaries asking for like serious drugs. <laughs> they will. They won't give you. Good. Regardless of how good you think you know your body. <laughs> but um, one one last point I would like to add is that um, it could be useful for when you are already diagnosed and you are uh, getting the same medicine, but you have to see the doctor. Like in those cases. Like the routine checks. Yeah, routine checks. Yes. Like um, I think in. For that scenario, it would be better for them to both uh, they to coexist as human doctors and machine doctors. And if it's cheap, like if it's cheap and slightly reliable, probably I will pick the robot ones. Like if it's cheap, cheap healthcare, count me in, no matter what it is. <laughs> I mean, I can uh, let me let me comfort you. Uh, it will almost definitely be cheaper than human doctors when this comes in to the public usage. I mean, currently it is only it is only applied in corner cases, but when automation comes, the reason it sells is that it's cheaper. Also, may I just add something? Like, maybe it is because our views are so different, but I don't get this care about like the centralization of things because... Would you rather have the automation decentralized? Because I think that sounds yes. much more like a sound. That's, yes. That's way worse. That sounds like a nightmare to uh, me. I would love to be decentralized, but regulated. Does that make sense? Isn't it better to regulate it centralized so that like there can't be like a snake oil salesman of automated medicine? Um, Theranos. <laughs> Terranos, yeah, like I think decentralization of automation is way worse than the scare around the centralized one. No, but I think it is easier to regulate machines than to regulate humans. I agree. If you want regulation, you it is more reason to be pro automation because you can actually impose standards on the machines. Like you can go if this machine kills uh, more than point point zero one percent of its patients, this machine is not okay. You can say things like that. Yeah, or misdiagnosis. Yeah, no, and I and, and I, I I will think about like quantifying racism on machine. I think that's also a really interesting <laughs> um, point. Your machines have deemed to be fifty percent racist. We are taking them <laughs> off the market. Also, like, is, is that much? Like, what what percentage of racism is is it okay for a machine? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I mean, you can look at a machine and say this machine misdiagnoses certain ethnicity of people more often than the other ethnicity. Yeah, but, but again, then it kind of comes back to the systematic point of view. So you still have to have wake people who wants to check the machine if it's racist or not. And you know, like, like, che- checking the privilege really of a machine. That. Yeah, okay. exactly. People don't really do that. <laughs> also, but like, consider the following. Um, you know how in the internet, sometimes people go like, there's a biology to gender that we shouldn't miss, stuff like that. Yeah. I personally don't register with that opinion. But when you are talking about doctor machines, you kind of have to. 
Well, you're talking about sex at this point. Yeah. Like biology. Yeah. You kind of have to think about the biology. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it's complex, man. Like, and maybe if we had a, some person who is more medically knowledge, maybe they can give us a little bit of sense that what can be implemented and what yeah, can't but be I mean, right now, right? I think Jandin is also Jandin is also uh, brings up a good point because all of us are here, like we were all raised in Turkey, mm-hmm. and like if any of us were a doctor, even if even though we all are aware of the differences between like the biology and gender, we would spend all our lives from like up until the university. Yeah. Uh, all our adulthood. Just yeah. being told there are only two genders and it is completely yeah. biological. Yeah. And that would be an implicit bias that would rest in our heads no matter what we do. A machine will a machine will have only implicit biases of those who have coded it, which is yeah. to be able to be much more controlled than a whole system. So the machines, machines will act on according to the laws of that government of that country. Then, so will they be adjusted according to country to country? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I sincerely hope we can. We will be using European Union <laughs> regulations. When oh no! <laughs> no, all 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 the doctors are going to be Apple. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But- that's what that's what I'm scared of. <laughs> like. I don't want to have a Apple genius. But here's the thing. Uh, also, you are all uh, saying the person who programs this is uh, too culpable. But here's the thing. You don't actually program deep learning algorithms. Yes. Like that is also don't, true. Somebody doesn't go if the standard I think what they do. I think, I, think, I think the better way to put it would be the data sets, the provided mm. data sets. Yeah, mm. the, the people who provide data sets would be uh, responsible of Racism in that situation. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, what you are missing, uh, another aspect of this is, what you are going to have is, there will be numbers in terms of milliliters or grams of material in a person's blood. And the more likely problems they may be encountering, like it's going to scan the blood and it's going to go like, there's a 50% chance your pr- problem is this, there's a 30% chance it's this, something like that. Like it's kind of like that right now too. But... It's it's kind of like that right now. The only problem there is a middleman in between because the laboratories are just too big right now. Yeah, but even when that happens, you are gonna have people to be able to look at patients faster. Yeah. And what I mean is, like in Turkey currently, uh, we have a very low number of doctors per thousands of people. Yeah, they work like slaves. And uh, I am hearing, I have personally not experienced this, but in government institutions. In government hospitals, there are like five or ten minutes per patient per day for mm-hmm. doctors. It's quite mm-hmm. a bit of a problem, mm-hmm. and uh, that may be an acceptable amount of time for a machine operator doctor to have with mm-hmm. a patient, mm-hmm. because the machine is gonna do the like the machine is gonna say, "Listen, doc, human doctor person, there are three possible things that might be happening yeah. here," and this one is far more likely, but you look at the guy and think about what what of these three things causing this. But yeah. And that's yeah. going to be much faster than a person actually touching every part of a person's body. True. But then 
we have to consider there won't be any outliers and what will happen in the outlier cases and stuff, you know, like. By the way, this is the type of automation I believe that's going to happen in like 10 or 20 years. There will be like machines are going to act like assistants to doctors. They are going to like do the labors part of doctoring while the final decision will be left to the doctor. You're, you're making being a doctor much cooler than how it is. <laughs> by giving them assistant machine robots. If I knew that was on the table, I would write medicine. No, yeah. <laughs> it will be cooler then. Yeah, it will be cooler. And it's, it will be more prestigious. Imagine like you have this machine learning editor, you're an academic and it just makes your paper look so much better. Yeah. Let me even tell you, it, it's even more cool because what's going to happen is you are going to have probably doctors wearing these glasses type of things that are going to... Google Glass. Like scan the person, it's gonna go like bzzz, bzzz, up and down and go like <laughs> from the person. There are gonna little lines are gonna come out of the person indicating possible problems and they are written on the like and, like in, like all the cool all the cool stuff is gonna happen. All to the uh, all the Marvel effects will happen. The Iron Man effects. <laughs> but I'm still worried about your neighbor because Top 1% of doctors are going to be using the glasses. 99% of doctors are going to be unemployed. Or maybe they will go to healthcare. Yeah, we are talking about the doctors, but this reminded me of the person that says, my belly fell, göbeğim düştü, as a symptom. <laughs> yeah, the... yeah, but from 1 to 10, how, how low did the belly drop? I think it's a saying, but I don't know what it means. <laughs> I don't think it will be the uh, like case. When you go see a doctor, you, uh, they ask you about your medical history. And then it won't be the case, I think. Because you have the diagnostic tools that we mentioned earlier. Or maybe you will be constantly tracked. Like, you just think about the data you our devices have have been collecting just right now like i have a smartwatch now it tracks all my sleep data all my movements so like there are some devices that uh, collects your uh, heart rate uh, electrocardiogram like or like it will change it will develop itself so you will have more data and when you, and you will be maybe notified you need to go to see a doctor or if you have some uh, certain illness or some problem. Okay, my, my biggest question is, can you hit the snooze button on the doctor? <laughs> <laughs> like, like you wake up, your watch tells you, you need to go see a doctor and you say, not now, five more minutes. <laughs> yeah, but isn't, isn't that like it happens with your body? <laughs> like your body feels sick and you say, nah, no, it, it will, will pass. Be a- Painkiller. You yeah, do that to your body too. Like snooze, snooze battle will activate a painkiller, maybe. <laughs> oh no! I don't think, no. I, I don't think well, that can be regulated. Imagine you just drug yourself. <laughs> a snooze button that dispenses painkiller is the killer. Like, like yeah, yeah. You're gonna die so much when the <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Or or or, or they will mut- mutate into a superior. Ibrafan powered form of human <laughs> point, uh, being. But I hope, I hope uh, uh, robots have a better handwriting. 